Hello, welcome to What She's Thinking. I'm Greg Schwartz, your dating coach. Men like you have sent in questions about dating and sex. I have a group of women here that are going to answer your questions, and I'll help clarify their answers so you hear exactly what these women want and why. Send me your questions at makeonlinedatingfun.com questions. And remember, subscribe so you can hear all of the episodes. Now, ladies, please introduce yourselves. I have a sense of adventure and I love trying new things. And while I'm mostly lighthearted and fun, I also enjoy a genuine deep conversation. I'm 26 and I grew up in Los Angeles, but I moved around a lot. So I'm just generally looking for a life partner that I can jive with. When I first entered the dating scene, I was a serial monogamist recovering from that, took a year-long gap to meet new people, and now I'm in a serious relationship again. Hello, I'm Janie. I am 33, grew up in South America, and I would consider myself to be fun, silly, playful, and curious, a total closet nerd, um, and I like a guy who is playful and can sass me back when I'm dating. I like to date a bunch of different people and then when I find someone that I feel like I really click with um, then I'll enter a monogamous relationship Um, I'm looking for somebody who knows what he wants and is ready for the real deal um, but can also and also has a lot of experience under his belt Hi, my name is Chloe. I'm 34 years old I'm originally from the East Coast Miami and New York and I'm really looking for someone who's deeply interested in having an evolutionary relationship. And what I mean by that is someone who wants to utilize the relationship for personal growth, spiritual growth, emotional growth, while also having a lot of fun laughing our butts off and going on a lot of adventures like traveling. I travel a ton and is super affectionate and really interested in deeply connecting, talking about the things that are most important to human beings. I'm a, I'm a life coach and I teach leadership at Stanford. So like personal growth, personal development, really digging into what makes humans happy and fulfilled and connected is the core of my whole life. So I, I want to partner in crime for that exploration. If a guy isn't interested in you, how would you like him to tell you that? Literally just tell me. Totally agree. I mean, (laughs) I think in this day and age, we meet so many people and we have so many options. We don't want to waste our time. We don't want to waste your time. So the second you're not feeling it, please tell me. I would be so, I mean, not, not to say I would be happy, but I would be grateful for the time saved. I totally agree. I actually had an experience a few months ago. It was I, it was, I was so grateful that he ended things with me because I actually wanted to end it with him. And it was beautiful because we, we ended it before anyone was resentful or frustrated. And so I, please just do it right when you feel it's coming up. Have a conversation. And, and actually, also, if there's something that is bothering you, bring it up because maybe the thing doesn't need to end if there's something to talk about, because you can work on lots of things. Totally. I think that no one wants to be a bad guy, and maybe that's why a lot of ghosting happens. But when you ghost, you still send the same message. It's just way more passive-aggressive and way less respectful. 
so much less respectful. So on the flip side of that, how can we tell if you're not interested in us? I feel like I'm a pretty straightforward person, so I'll let you know. Same. Same. Well, that was easy, guys. She'll tell you. (laughs) Do you care how much the guy makes? What if he makes less than you? Does that make him less attractive? For me, it doesn't affect me if he makes less than me or that doesn't make him seem less attractive. But it can be an inhibitor with our relationship if he can't afford to do things that I want to do. Of course, I'm super happy to help share in any wealth that I have, but I also don't want to make someone feel emasculated if I'm taking care of things. So just making sure that we can find a balance with that. And I think as well, having an open conversation when things are tough, rather than hiding your financial status, can be really helpful in a relationship. Um, It matters to me. Um, I do want the guy I'm with to earn as much as I do, if not more than I do. Um, But I think a lot of that has to do with where they are in life. Um, So for instance, if you're you know, like if, if you're not doing that well financially, is it because you're still a student or like you're working at a startup? And have you only ever worked at startups and jumped from startup to startup? Um, like I mentioned earlier, stability is really important to me and security. Um, and so that's a major thing in what I look for. And I also just really like to travel and go on adventures and do fun things. So I want my partner to be able to do those things with me. I feel similarly to Zoe where I don't it doesn't matter to me if you make less than me, but it does matter to me that you can do the things I want to do. I travel a lot. I like to eat really good food. I like to like not feel stressed about money. So to me, the bigger impact is can you afford to live a relatively comfortable lifestyle? We don't have to like fly first class all the time. But what I look for is can you support yourself comfortably and not wanting money to be this like looming stress in the relationship? Totally. And also to build off of that, it's not like I have to jet set and go somewhere new every single weekend. But if we can't afford to do something super fun together, can we both be creative and work together to find other solutions that we can do? Who pays on the first date? What do you prefer? Maybe I'm a little more traditional (laughs) or believe in more traditional gender roles, Um, but I like it when the guy pays. I will offer to pay, but I really like it when he pays. I feel very similarly to Janie. I'm happy to pay and I always offer to pay. And there's something sweet when the guy offers to pay on the first date. And if you don't, I'll still go on a second date with you. It just, it feels like a sweet gesture, like chivalry is still alive. Yeah, I I agree with Chloe and Janie in some respects. I think that it's super thoughtful if you offer to pay. I won't be mad if you ask me to split and I'm happy to do that as well. But someone just assuming anything I think is a large issue, uh, whether it has to do with paying for a first date or anything else in your relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What behaviors in your partner help you be open and clear with your sexual requests? 
when a guy isn't grossed out by bodies, like I've definitely dated men who find like bodies a little more like, oh, they're not as comfortable. And it's really obvious to me when a man is comfortable with a body. And when they are, I'm much more likely to be clear with my requests because I feel like there's an openness on his part. So just to sum that up, that there's an openness there's like you're not going to react like ew or oh and maybe like openness curiosity um and a gentleness around it and not holding it too seriously so openness curiosity and like lighthearted but not like making fun of me <laughs> to be clear like like a gentleness and we can laugh about things I really like it when a guy compliments my body. Um, it's not easy to be vulnerable and naked. Um, so I like it when a guy does that. And yes. I also yeah. <laughs> I also really like it when he encourages me. I, for example, used to be self-conscious of the fact that I have a small chest or somewhat small chest. And I dated this guy and I took off my shirt and he's like, oh my goodness, you're perfect. Like, this is better than I ever imagined or some, something like that. <laughs> Boobs. <laughs> That's Aww. most of our reaction, you know. Aww. I know. And I was like, that is such a sweet reaction. Or, you know, if he's like, you taste really nice or you smell really nice or tell me what it is I can do. Like, are you liking this? Are you enjoying this? Um, so just being like really encouraging and accepting makes me open up. Accepting is getting nods all around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It seems like there's a running theme with all of our responses, which is just if you don't know what's up, ask us and be open about it. And I think that a guy who shows me in our everyday life that he is thoughtful and listening to what I'm sharing and doesn't react super strongly to things. I feel more comfortable with him in general, and that also plays out in my sex life. How does your career or work affect your dating life? Well, for me, certainly, I move around a whole bunch. Uh, every month I go to a new city, and so it made it a little bit hard to start De like developing a deeper relationship with someone but I actually found someone along the way who also travels full-time so it worked out for me but it was a perfect gap from my serial monogamy <laughs> for sure it depends on the season because in the summer I end up teaching a lot so I don't have as much time for a partner but then during other parts of the year I have a pretty flexible schedule so it's actually really important for me to date someone who can take Mondays or Fridays off and likes to do weekend trips. It's not essential. I'm open to someone who has a more like normal nine to five, but it's a nice perk. So I, like the bigger takeaway for me to you all is finding someone where you're compatible with the amount of time to spend together. Like and again, in the conversation, like how much time do you want to spend together? How many nights a week do you want to sleep over? I know personally, if I don't sleep well with the person I'm dating in the same bed, it's if I have to wake up early the next day, that's an important conversation to have. So I'd say my work really impacts like whether I have sleepovers. I really don't like dating workaholics because, qu again, quality time is one of my top <laughs> um, love languages. So it's important for me that whoever I date has work-life balance but also is flexible because sometimes I will work like crazy for like, like I was just teaching a class in 
Columbia for Stanford for two weeks. And so I wasn't available. Like if I had a partner, they'd have to understand that or want to come with me, which would be also fun. Um, So I like flexibility. Um, So I work in tech and without getting into too much detail, a lot of my job focuses on sort of seeing like the underbelly of human life. Um, And so I think for me, it's really important to have a partner who is very emotionally intelligent. Um, There are some days that I could be really affected by the work um, and or and or act out in different ways because of it. Um, And it's important to me that my partner understand that. Um, In general, I try not to talk about my work, but sometimes that results in me just holding things in. So I think having a partner who's just really understanding, um, can read people easily, and is not afraid to sort of dig deep into the weeds with about emotions is very important to me. Oh, I love that, Janie. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Chloe. (laughs) That's that's true. That those actually are super good points. And I mean, another piece to my role is that I am in sales, so I do talk to a lot of people every day, and sometimes it can just be really exhausting. So at the end of the workday, sometimes I just need to relax, and it doesn't necessarily mean I'm in a bad mood or trying to be cold toward you, if that's the case. But just knowing what might have gone on in my day and just giving me space sometimes to decompress is really helpful. Does your work stress affect your dating and libido? And if so, what can men do to help you with that? So for me personally, it doesn't affect my libido. I think my boyfriend and I have a pretty happy sex life. Um, In terms of asking how men can help me or other women want to have sex. I think that approach to the question is a little bit problematic because I think when I'm looking for a partner, I would hope that he wasn't trying to help me for the sake of him getting sex, but more so because he appreciates me as a person and doesn't want me to be stressed out. With that being said, though, I think that maybe men are coming with this question from a place of goodwill, but maybe reframing the question a little bit better just because I think women in general have a lot of pressure put on them, whether it be work or their position in their relationship, like if they're giving enough sex. So if you bring it up that way, it also makes me feel like I'm not good enough as a girlfriend to you as well, rather than sounding like it's coming from a place where you just want to support me. I think because I'd mentioned emotional intelligence and connection is so important to me, um, that can really help with my libido. So if even if I come home from a really long day and I'm tired, if you make an effort to really connect with me and understand me and we have a really solid connection and I feel bonded, um, that, that'll loosen me right up. Um, and another thing is even if I'm not in the mood um, when guys I've dated have been playful or sort of like assertive in in what they want, Um, not in a rapey way, obviously. Good clarification. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I really like that that kind of assertiveness that will get me in the mood. I feel very similarly to Janie and Zoe where it's not about the sex. If I feel connected and seen and loved nothing will affect my affect my libido also like a nice back rub like having it not be just about the sex and I feel that way about sex in general like one of the 
biggest annoyances I have about dating is men think it's all about the sex. And what they don't realize that if you give a woman a back massage and scratch her head and like like massage her legs, that she will be so turned on that it won't it'll never be an issue that she doesn't want to have sex. I, I do have to interrupt you and say that's not even close to reality for most men. And it's actually honestly a little bit insulting for a lot of the guys to hear that. So I totally hear you that that's your your experience, but definitely a lot of guys are looking at their phones going, what? So I definitely get the the perspective that you have on that. And you particularly said that you want to be, I think it was known and felt. Was that the words you used? Mm-hmm. What specific things can your partner do that helps you feel that way? They can ask questions about how I'm feeling. Oh, how are you feeling? And when I tell them how I'm feeling, they listen and they can respond how they, you know, if, oh, another thing. And if I'm feeling sad or upset, it's not take it personally. That's a really big um, libido killer in a relationship is when um, the woman, or at least in my experience, and I see some of the other women nodding their heads, that if I just share authentically how I'm feeling and it's sadness or fear, or anger, like not to take it personally, because then it just shuts down the conversation. But if you can remain curious and just say like, oh, why is that? Or what's that like? And just try to keep a running like phrase in your head. Oh, it's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about me. <laughs> That could help. And I'm guessing this is also comes under the, you know, I just want to be heard, not fixed. Yes. <laughs> so guys, just as a reminder, this is a great time to ask your lady, do you want help with this or do you just want to be heard or whatever way you want to phrase that? Yes, that is a great question. And sometimes I might want help. Like, I love it when my partner wants to um, strategize about if there's a difficult relationship at work or with a friend and they listen and and then I'm like, oh, what do you think she would want to hear? And other times I just want you to listen. Could you rate your sex drive compared to the average woman's? And to be clear, this could be, you know, one through 10. This could be high, medium, low, whatever you want. Just give us a sense of that. How do we know? Because we don't date women. <laughs> True. <laughs> I would say comparing yourself to your girlfriends is probably the easiest way. I don't know if maybe I just am in a circle of friends that have sex regularly, but I think that maybe on a scale of one to 10, I'm kind of like a seven, but I'll ask my boyfriend when I get home. <laughs> so it might be easier to, to actually ask a different question first, because that might help. Um, how often in a week or a month would you like to have sex? I think it depends on how long we've been dating. In the beginning, like we will go at it like rabbits. <laughs> um, and that's what I like. And then once we are a little more comfortable with each other and the novelty sort of wears off, then maybe every other day, unless he initiates more often than that. I would say that I agree. I think when I first start relationships, it is more aggressive and kind of slows down later on down the line. But that also has to do with what's going on in my work life, since that does occupy a lot of my day. So there have been times where I've wanted to have sex multiple times in a day. Now it's probably more like every other day, just because we can also find that intimacy hanging out on the couch watching Netflix. 
It feels highly variable just depending on my work life, my schedule, but on I'd say on an average, preferably every day, and definitely at least some level of like touch or connection every day. But it doesn't have to be for hours. Um, honestly, if we're on vacation, multiple times a day. Anything to add on how you'd rate your sex drive, just sort of based on that? I'm probably a seven based on these other ladies who every other day is maybe more normal. I, I think every day would be great if I'm in a committed relationship. I mean, obviously, if we're not seeing each other every day, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I think my sex drive sounds about average. So seven, um, but definitely there has to be physical touch every day. I need that. How can a man tell if a woman has a high or a low sex drive? Ask them. <laughs> <laughs> How often do you like to have sex? <laughs> yeah, that's, there we go. that's pretty solid. <laughs> nice and simple, guys. Just ask. And honestly, this is sometimes a first date conversation to talk about touch and like intimacy. It's, it's nice to know what you're getting into. It's actually something I encourage my male clients to talk about on first dates, not necessarily how much, you know, how often you want to have sex, but what are your languages of love? You know, what are you into? How comfortable are you with touch if that's a thing for you or gifts if that's a thing for you? Whatever it is that is important to you as the guy, ask her about it. I want to jump in and echo that and plus one that a million times. <laughs> um, so I actually dated a guy um, who did not like physical touch, it turns out. But in the beginning, um, he was very hands-on and touchy-feely just because of all those hormones and, you know, we were having sex all the time. And then after we started to get more comfortable with each other, he was like, you know, I actually don't like you leaning on me or I actually don't really like cuddling. Um, and it would have saved me a lot of heartache uh, and time if we just talked about that right from the beginning before I got invested. Beyond the first time that you have sex, so, you know, second, beyond, you could even call it like boyfriend-girlfriend status, how do you like your partner to tell you he wants to have sex, that he's excited to have sex with you that night? What can he do that's exciting for you as opposed to just like, I'm horny? Going back to what we were talking about before around like complimenting, like similarly to how I feel open asking for what I want, like telling me I look beautiful, like stroking my hair, or you know, passionately making out with me, like really showing your desire to me is like, oh, okay, that sounds fun. <laughs> that, like just to be open about it. The Actually a long time, many years ago, I dated someone and we like we broke up and then we were talking about things and he's like, yeah, I wanted to have sex, but I didn't think you wanted to. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I couldn't tell. And I totally wanted to. <laughs> and so like, please remember, like, just be so clear. And I think showing through your actions and it depends on your partner. But if your partner likes touch, most women from that I know and definitely me like I want to be desired so if I can feel your desire that's probably one of the biggest turn-ons agreed hundo p sorry a hundred percent I suddenly feel very old sorry 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 <laughs> I didn't get it either <laughs> that makes me feel a little better all right 
So any last things you really appreciate when men do with you? So one thing that I can say is really, really awesome about my current boyfriend is that he's an incredible active listener. He doesn't quite get as down in the dumps as me. And ironically, some people think that having a happy-go-lucky boyfriend is super awesome. Sometimes it can be frustrating if we're not on the same page about things. Frustrating for him because he is sad that he can't make me happy. Frustrating for me because my boyfriend just won't leave me alone and when I need space. But just the fact that he's open and willing to ask the right questions to see how he can at least meet me halfway is awesome. Um, Going back to the conversations in bed just because we were just answering that question um i really appreciate it when a guy takes the pressure off of me to orgasm um i've had guys be like you know like i could i could keep going at this like take your time don't worry like i'm really enjoying this and actually meaning it um and i really appreciate that i definitely agree with janie like to me the connection is the most important thing And in intimacy or even just in life, like just enjoying being together and naming that and not having a goal both with sex and in life. I mean, life goals are good in your professional life. But when we're together, it's real to me when I feel that my partner or someone I'm dating just loves spending time with me and they say it like, oh, wow, I love it. I love just hanging out with you telling me I look beautiful, like being communicative about that um, is awesome. And I love it when a man wants me to feel pleasure. That is one of the biggest turn-ons. And when it's not just about him or me climaxing, it's really about us being together. I also want him to feel pleasure as well. This is a different note. I really love it when men can be super present but what I mean by that is they're looking at me they do active listening and we can just spend time together going deep and feeling each other oh I also really like it when a man is decisive Um, I'm not saying make all the decisions for me but if you have something that you want us to do just like put it out there put it forward pick a place, pick an activity. Like, we can talk about it, but at least have some ideas of your own. Um, I really like that. Yes. That's true. It shows that you put a little bit of thought into the relationship. And honestly, I really like flowers. Not <laughs> not the first date. That's a little weird. But if we're, if you know, we're seeing each other, like, I buy myself flowers every week, whether I'm dating someone or not. And But what Matt, so it's not just about the flowers, like buying the right flowers. So finding out what my favorite flowers are and why I like certain flowers. Because while gifts isn't one of my top ones, um, it's like feeling appreciated. So showing that through different tokens of appreciation, like maybe buying my favorite ice cream and bringing it over or my favorite chocolate or like you heard me say a restaurant I loved and like, oh, let's go to that place. Totally. I agree. And I think that if you're listening out there, Hot Cheetos is probably my flower of choice. So I'm more than happy to receive those. I don't think I've heard of that flower, really. (laughs) Well, then my flower of choice is puppies. (laughs) Ooh, good one. I want puppies and sunflowers (laughs) and stargazer lilies. (laughs) I'll just throw in diamonds. (laughs) 
Very Don't nice. worry, men. Very nice. Well, thank you all for coming and helping these guys out. <laughs> thank you for listening to What She's Thinking. To help other men find the podcast, please write a review on iTunes. And remember, subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Finally, to get your questions answered, go to makeonlinedatingfun.com slash questions. And I'd love to hear your feedback on the show. So email me, greg at makeonlinedatingfun.com.